welcome to Astro Talks with Los Angeles-based professional astrologer, Astro Chris, your source for weekly astrology, spiritual talk, and moon magic. Your energetic support is much appreciated, and I thank you for your five-star rating. You are a star. Gracias. We're still in eclipse season, even though the eclipses are over for this year, we still have not finished eclipse season. But slowly this week is going to start showing some momentum. We do have a few aspects that are a little bit more challenging, but we have some that are great and will assist us in getting this stagnant or very heavy eclipse energy moving, going, and just getting on with our day. So we start the week with a beautiful water cardinal moon in Cancer. And that is what sets the mood of the week. And the moon does make a few aspects on that day, one of them being a trine to Jupiter that is currently in Pisces at 28 degrees. And this happens for some of us Sunday. And um, this forecast is prepared for Pacific Standard Time. So this happens in Los Angeles time at 2.40 a.m. in the morning. So we start off the week on the 14th with a lot of water energy. After that, the moon goes void, of course, for about two hours and seven minutes until the moon ingresses into the sign of Leo and now is expressing herself through a very fiery energy that is leading us for the rest of the week until, you know, she morphs into other moods because that is what the moon does on this day the 14th the sun forms a trine to neptune this is extremely beautiful especially for people that are willing to invest their time in growing spiritually this is also a great time to spend um in the energy of love, just doing things that you love, listening to beautiful music, painting, drawing, reading a romantic novel, writing poetry, anything that fancies you that is connecting you to the energy of compassion, love, and spirituality. So it is a aspect that likes to disconnect. And because nothing is superficial with the sun in Scorpio, it's asking us to really reflect from within and express this creative outlet so we can feel better, so we can heal, so we can feel as we are heading towards this nirvana or this life purpose that we so set up for ourselves, that we are working towards accomplishing because I believe most of you here listening to this podcast or YouTube video if you're into astrology you're not just into astrology you're also into enhancing your abilities and connecting to angels and working with crystals and 
doing energy work, things like that. This is all connected to that energy of Neptune where we're healing ourselves with energy. When we're healing ourselves with spirituality or with our spiritual practice. And we're also shaping a better future to for us that's not just connected to material gains but also spiritual gains and how we show up for the world and the people that we love and the difference that we make with the joy that we can bring to others with just little tiny things that we do so very positive way to start the week i i think (laughs) in my opinion Uh, we also have a mercury sextile Pluto aspect that day at 627 p.m. PST and this is another great aspect that helps us express our inner desires and this is also connected to the energy of Capricorn where Pluto is at so it's align aligning with the work that we do in the world the legacy we're living leaving behind what we want to attain as our highest accomplishment Mercury is triggering that inner power within us to really communicate that it's either by selling yourself and applying for that job and just going for it or sitting down and revamping your resume or having a very heartfelt conversation with a friend or family member about your long-term goals and desires and the plan that you have devised for yourself to get there so very positive conversations that we have on this day this is also very lucky day because we have the moon trining jupiter that's how we start the day we also have neptune trining the sun so again good for spiritual enhancements so i'd suggest that you make some sun water especially if you've been working on your psychic connections and also developing your intuitive abilities you could charge some water this night monday the 14th and maybe keep this water as you are progressing with your psychic ability exercises and things like that or even learning your astrology so you can really harness this energy of the sun trying neptune and utilize it for good at other times when the sun is not trining neptune now on tuesday the moon is still in the sign of leo and we have a ingression of venus into the sign of sagittarius so this is the first planet that's releasing the pressure from that Scorpio house or it's the Scorpio Taurus axis where we had the eclipses because Venus is now moving into new territory. So this doesn't mark the end of eclipse season, but it is setting a foot change in motion, change in energy. And Venus in the sign of Sagittarius really enjoys herself she enjoys the adventure and this is going to happen at 10 8 p.m so you're going to see that shift from that deep very penetrating energy of venus in the sign of scorpio to a more easier optimistic and 
uh, full of adventure energy of the expression of Venus now because it's in a different sign that is more external versus internal. And on that day, we also have Venus forming a trine to Jupiter right before she goes into the sign of Sagittarius, which is actually very auspicious as well. So as you can see, Jupiter is very active this week and is forming these aspects with planets that are moving out of the water energy. So there's a lot of water. There's a lot of transformation in emotions and cellular memory and our ancestry water as an element is connected to the memories that our body holds and also our ancestor it's connect ancestors it's connected to spirituality it's connected to um our emotions so it's very deep within us it's also a sign that typically is interested in psychic development and spiritual development because it's so profound and it's so intuitive to energies and feelings of others. So with Venus forming this trine from a Venus in Scorpio to a Jupiter in Pisces, you can really set afoot a transformational healing that's way more positive, way more optimistic but then does heal some deep things. It's like the end of that healing journey for the Venus archetype because it already traveled through the entire sign of Scorpio. It's been involved <laughs> with all the eclipses we had. Um, so there's been a lot of transformation. This is like the, the blessing at the end of the work. This is the confirmation that what you have achieved, what you've done, what you've released is really paying off you should be feeling better at this point and then on wednesday the 16th this is when we have the third quarter moon after that full moon eclipse that we had that lunar eclipse that we had this is a day where the caution begins to the caution flag begins to be waved in the sky we have a moon square the sun aspect and that is what triggers that third quarter moon all third or third quarter moons or all quarter moons um, whether it's first or third are squares from moon to sun so that is tension in itself and this is scorpio sun to a leo moon which can be very fixed in its energy also very dramatic very um intense so we have that but there's other things going on that day that are quite supportive the moon makes a sextile to a retrograde mars and gemini which is pretty much checking in on mars and seeing how mars is doing it's like hey i'm here in leo and i'm sending you some energy to that gemini house how's it going how's it been what are you up to so it kind of cheers the actions it makes things a little bit more positive and we definitely need that since mars is retro and will be working intensely in that gemini house and we're, we're gonna see a lot of things come out of this transit with mars there 
So the moon is the first one to check on Mars. And then um, the moon shortly after makes that square to the sun. And then in the evening, the moon ingresses to the sign of Virgo. So the moon ends her transit of Leo with a square to Mercury. And Mercury is at 29, 26 degrees. And this happens at 3.55 p.m. PST after she makes this square she then goes void of course for about an hour and eight minutes a moon square mercury can trigger a little bit of anxiety both of these planets rule the mind in different ways but they still rule the mind mercury rules more the intellect and the logical mind while the moon work rules the subconscious mind so there can be a little bit more mental activity during this time during this aspect and it usually lasts about two hours like an hour before it perfects and it perfects at 3 55 pm and then about an hour after and because the moon goes void of course after 3 55 after perfects with this aspect we we're gonna feel it most likely until it goes into the sign of Virgo, which is at 5.03 p.m. PST. And as soon as the moon goes into the sign of Virgo, because Venus has already ingressed into the sign of Sagittarius a day before, the moon makes a square to Venus at 7.14 p.m. So now the moon squaring the planet of resources and love and self-esteem and women in general the mother archetype squaring the daughter archetype this can cause a little bit of issues in regard to matters of love um, so it could be that the conversation that started with that energy of mercury kind of then bleeds into or transitions into heavy conversations in regard to love this is not an aspect that lasts long it does again resolve itself within a few hours so just be extra careful and cautious when dealing with um, these deep topics that can get a little bit more heated so um, as long as you feel that you are giving yourself some space so you can think more clearly and communicate clearer there is no reason not to have those conversations but if it's something that's very impulsive then i would give you give yourself some time and then have this discussion after things kind of cool down but all is not bad this day on the 16th because on that day we also have mercury making a trine to jupiter again jupiter very active we already had jupiter trining the sun trining the moon earlier in the week then it trined venus and now it's trining mercury so jupiter brings more hope more positivity and this can be utilized to really slow down the the mind process even though jupiter is not one that likes to slow down it's very grandiose in its energy because it's a positive aspect you can choose love you can choose to express with love instead of 
having fighting words. And that's how you can utilize Jupiter to make this day a little easier. This is not the heaviest day in the week, but it is um, giving you a taste on how things can just become over, overdone throughout the week. Now on Thursday the 17th, we finally have Mercury ingressing to the sign of Sagittarius and this happens at 12.41 a.m. PST. This is the second planet that is now releasing tension in the sign of Scorpio where the eclipses occurred and is now going into the sign of Sagittarius. Now Mercury is not really fond of the Jupiter signs. Mm. Mercury, he does okay. He just tends to be a little bit more scattered in the energy of Sagittarius as Mercury likes to look at the little picture and fine tune and perfect system and find errors and make them right. And in the energy of Sagittarius, it looks at the big picture. And from above, there can be mistakes, but as long as these mistakes work themselves out, it's okay. And this is where... Mercury gets taken out of its element because Mercury likes to make sure everything is running smooth, perfect, no reroutes. The energy of Sagittarius is you can take many roads to the same destination. You could have scraped your knee <laughs> or you could have skipped all the way there. It doesn't matter. You got there. So they have very different perspectives. And this is why Mercury struggles when it transits the sign of Sagittarius or even Pisces. But I don't necessarily see it as one of the more challenging transits. I've seen other planets struggle and other expressions. Um, so we just have to kind of be careful when we are looking at things that need to be a little bit more meticulous. This wouldn't really be the time you might cause way more errors during this time. So you will have to check things more. It's not necessarily like a Mercury retrograde type of energy, but you'll see little hiccups here and there. And then you'll kind of get reminded like, wait, is Mercury retro? No, it's not. It's just kind of mixing up a little and a little disoriented, but it gets back on track. So that is what occurs on the 17th we don't have ma major aspects that day other than that ingression we do have the moon making a trine to the north node in taurus which is triggering that eclipse point so again another release and momentum forward in that taurus scorpio axis so the moon is now you know making that trying and really checking in on that north node which is the direction that we're taking wherever we have the transiting nodes even though your node might not be in that same sign and house the nodes are working to develop those houses in different ways the north node likes to develop the house forward likes to get more innovative in that house likes to expand it versus the south node likes to change things, release things, let go of things. So it's still forming some type of change, just like the north node, but it's more internal. It's more insightful. It's more within. It's not as external 
and as connected to the outside world this becomes more of a spiritual type of connection more of an emotional connection within so it's still experiencing transformation but in different ways and that same day the moon makes that sextile to the south node so because the nodes are exactly 180 degrees apart whenever any planet aspects one node it's going to aspect the other and in this case the moon trines the north node thus it's sextiling the south node in scorpio so checking in on that eclipse development that happened on those houses that went through some shakeup and change and the moon is kind of harmonizing it it's it's assuring you that things are going to work out that's really what it's doing then on the 18th this is when we get into a little bit more shaky territory we do start the day with a moon trine uranus and taurus and this happens at 1 a.m pst and then from there these the challenging aspects start at 1 11 so 1 1 1 p.m pst we have the moon making an opposition to neptune at 22 degrees this is very challenging this is again an activation of being confused or being um, a little bit more disoriented or not seeing things clearly more absent-minded things like that it's really not a great day to operate heavy machinery and remember a car is considered heavy machinery so be extremely cautious when driving a vehicle um pay attention to your surroundings because you can be the perfect driver and then others around you might not be right so try to make sure you are looking at your surroundings being vigilant so like that you can avoid issues problems because shortly after um about let's see 24 minutes later at 1 35 p.m psc the moon squares mars and gemini and here comes the ride so technically the moon is forming an opposition and a square to planets that are quite confusing and both of these planets have been squaring each other as well so this is a very intense day to say the least it can attack your vitality it's it opens you up for more infections things like that it it really attacks your immune system um neptune rules the immune system and um like immune diseases autoimmune diseases Uh, the immune system mainly is ruled by the sun but neptune has that debilitating of the immune system so be extra careful on that day with the things that you do too not just um with driving make sure you're taking the appropriate precautions so like that you avoid compromising your immunity um later on about i want to say four minutes after this aspect we have the sun 
forming a sex style to Pluto. And this is positive, but it's still very deep. I mean, anything with Pluto is not superficial. So um, Pluto is just going to be, you know, checking in on your power, checking in on your control. That's really what's happening with that. The moon also makes a trine to Pluto that day. So I feel like that archetype of Pluto in Capricorn is what's really holding the day together. So check to see where you have Pluto in Capricorn, wherever that house. So look at your Capricorn house and look to see if you have any planets around 26 degrees in the sign of Capricorn because Pluto's sitting on those planets or aspecting them by either, you know, a trying sextile position square or whatever but pluto's gonna assist you there uh now if you do have some challenging aspects to pluto then it, i would then caution you because the assistance is not really gonna be assistance at that point since pluto's kind of challenging but just say pluto's actually making positive aspects then um through that archetype of pluto you can protect yourself you can feel empowered one of the examples being just say you are a native with the sixth house in Capricorn and Pluto's been in your sixth house. So just really focusing on work and doing your the work correctly, shining at work can really avoid all these other issues that the moon and Mars and Neptune are kind of bringing up or highlighting because that doesn't mean you won't have errors at work, but as long as you're careful and you're double checking you can really shine through your leadership. And and that's just one expression. Another one would be just say you have Neptune, not Neptune, uh, Pluto in the fourth house. He's been transiting your fourth house. So then doing something from home, working on um, cleansing your home, moving, you know, furniture around, um, cleansing your energy because the fourth house also talks about our sacred space and our body our body is our sacred space our vessel any altars you have in the house you can focus on you know cleansing them rearranging them etc so just look at whatever house rule is ruled by that capricorn sign for you and every ascendant has a different house that that's ruled by capricorn based on the layout and try to see what information comes to you i'm a big believer in following your intuition so you can also talk to that energy and say, Pluto, what is it that you want me to work on? <laughs> and you can definitely get some insight that way. So be very careful on the 18th, Friday the 18th. And I mean, it's Friday. A lot of people like to have fun that day. So I'm not going to be surprised if there's extra accidents on the freeway and there's extra delays. So plan accordingly. Then we have Saturday the 19th and this is when the moon in the sign of Virgo makes an opposite opposition to Jupiter. So this is actually a little bit more challenging, but any aspect to Jupiter can be supportive. And this is because Jupiter is benevolent. So it might over expand and exaggerate things. But in the sign of Pisces, you can really focus on just strengthening your spirituality and you can harness the energy of that um, Jupiter opposition moon. Now, 
on Saturday the 19th, right after this happens, and this is why we have to be careful with this Jupiter opposition moon, we have a square of Mars with Neptune, and it's perfecting. So they've been participating in a square, and they go in and out of orb, and now they perfected it. This is the second time that Mars aspects Neptune because since Mars has retroed the first time around was before he went retro and now since he retroed he's making the second aspect now we're going to have the third aspect I want you to journal what happens during this day even if you don't see anything major um, within your daily routines or life i want you to journal the energy of the day i want you to journal anything that seems kind of weird or out of the ordinary because this aspect will repeat and it can give you some information or insight on a pattern on what is going to happen the next time around when they make a square again and this won't happen until next year because Mars is going to be retro until January of next year and then he moves forward so he won't make this square square until next year and this is why it's a great idea to journal what's happening so like that you have time to kind of process what the, this aspect can mean but again this is the peak of that caution aspect where we have to make sure that we're being extra careful especially with multitasking neptune again very confusing very blurring and if you're multitasking sometimes you can injure yourself you can nick your finger you can make a big error and it could have been avoided if you were slowing down and focusing now um you'll notice that people's tempers are a little bit more escalated during this time Try not to participate in arguments. Try not to be the one that causes the arguments. Sometimes they're unavoidable, but what is avoidable is how you react to them. So decide to take the high road. Be the bigger person and deal with this matter on another day when it's easier. So then we end the week with on Sunday the 20th with the moon in Libra. And it's forming a disseminating, wanting crescent moon at this point. We're getting ready to invite a new moon next week. And on this day, we end the day, we end the week with a beautiful trine of the sun to Jupiter. So we started the week with a Moon-Jupiter trine. And then we end the week with a Sun-Jupiter trine. This is again good for spiritual enhancements as Jupiter is the co-ruler of Pisces. He's actually the original ruler. And Neptune is the modern ruler. And I still associate Jupiter with having rulership over Pisces and I feel like Neptune is more of the evolved energy of Pisces. 
based on human consciousness and how we've been evolving from the medieval times and all the other outdated eras and behaviors and habits we had then. So I fear they're they're both valid to rule the energy of Pisces. So this is a great day to connect again spiritually, to develop spiritually. Honestly, I feel like all this week, you're going to get a lot of intuitive hits. You're going to get a lot of messages, especially if you are one that works with intuition. Now, what I do caution is because the energy is going to be very high in intuitive practices and messages and connections to spirit, mediumship, things like that. You want to make sure you're protecting yourself and you're really grounding yourself because it can be a little tad bit overwhelming and then that can also have some side effects of feeling weird, awkward, discoordinated or feeling like there's something missing or you don't belong or things like that that are not like comfortable. So avoid it. Avoid not having a good grounding practice when you're doing your spiritual work. Avoid not eating well this week you have to make sure you eat well so don't don't like try to do any heavy meditation without really having some substance in your body because you will reach those levels of bliss but to come back down is going to be a little bit more of a challenge because the energy is just so out there so you're gonna need to have something that's grounding you something that's anchoring you just like the ships can be out at sea but they still need anchors right to hold their position wherever they need to take rest wherever they need to um maybe redirect sail etc so think of it that way you can still have this beautiful practice but make sure that you are protecting yourself energetically and If you do start feeling overwhelmed with the energy, do not push yourself. Just make sure that you slow down the process. You can always connect at another time. But this is just going to be a great week to do that if you really want to enhance your abilities. And the other thing that I do recommend is making Jupiter trine water. Jupiter trying the sun is one of the lucky aspects and this only happens twice a year there's time it happens a little more depending on where jupiter goes retro and um that can trigger more trines because it'll retro and then trying again and then go forward and trying again sometimes so it all depends but this year we only had two jupiter trines and then we have that jupiter conjunction um so those mark points of luck and benevolence and joy and abundance and bliss happiness and a lot of spiritual evolvement a lot of compassion so count your lucky stars connect to your guides do incredible work that makes you feel great that that helps you assist others around you and nurture your spiritual practice grow it in a way that it becomes part of your daily routines like a habit so you can grow more spiritually connected 
not just to your beliefs, but also to the collective. I really like to thank you for being here. Thanks so much for listening to me. I appreciate your energetic support. If you like this podcast, don't forget to rate me. Give me those five stars. If you are catching this on YouTube, I'd appreciate a like and a follow. And also comment below. Let me know how you are feeling, what you've experienced. I always respond to my comments. Thank you so much and never stop asking what's in your stars. Have a good one. See you later. Love and light.